Welcome to the Star Singer Podcast. I'm Tiffany, and I'm here to help you to transform your singing into standing ovation-worthy performances and auditions. You can be cast in your dream role, and you can give amazing performances and feel confident about how you sound. So let's do this. Hello, before we get started, I'm so excited to invite you to my free class called Get Cast Fast, Four Steps to Earning Your Dream Music Theater Role. We're going to go through the three biggest mistakes that singers and performing auditioners make, and we're going to go through the dream role framework so that you can finally earn that dream role that you deserve. I'm so excited to invite you, and you can go to starsinger.co slash p slash register to register and I'll leave that link in the description or you can DM me on Instagram at starsingerco. Now that you've registered, let's start this episode. Hello, I'm so excited to be here with Elizabeth who is a voice teacher, opera singer, and Mitten State native. That's Michigan. <laughs> For those who don't get our slang and think that Wisconsin is mitten-shaped, which it totally is, because I'm from Wisconsin. Um, she runs her own independent studio where she works with middle, high school, and adult students to help them achieve their goals with a quirky, supportive approach. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey, how you got here, and how you help singers? Totally. So I, like I said, I'm a Michigan native Mitten State. I didn't know you were from Wisconsin, so that's too funny. Wisconsin. I, I had never heard that before, and I have a friend from Wisconsin. So anyway, I have two degrees in voice performance. One is from a state school, Grand Valley State University, and my master's degree is from Roosevelt University in Chicago, which has a music conservatory that is top-notch and wonderful. Um, I was sort of a late bloomer. I didn't come to take voice lessons or do anything serious with music making until my junior year of high school. And I kind of thought maybe I'll do music on a whim and didn't really have a clear idea of what my trajectory might be. At the time, I knew I could either be a performer or a teacher of some kind and I didn't know any of the other career options that I had available to me. So I went to a state school where my voice teacher in high school had worked and continued studying with them and got a lot of encouragement and um, support from the teachers there and grew into someone who really loved opera and performing. Um, what I do with my students now that I'm several years removed from that university system is help them make good decisions about what their futures will look like with a music degree or with a degree that has some sort of creative outlook because you want to have a, a good idea of what you want when you go into college because it's so expensive and make good choices with what your future will hold. So I get to know my students really well and come up with some creative ideas for them that take their love of music and synergize that with what they're really good at so we can find what will give them success and happiness. Yeah, so you're here to talk to us about college degrees for singers and how that can affect 
your future and like you said what opportunities are available yes so i said before the two career paths that i knew about in high school were a teacher or a performer but there are lots of degrees and opportunities in between that um this morning i came up with a list of like 10 that just come to the top of my head with a music degree you can become a music journalist or a music producer a sounded recording engineer you can go into marketing or fundraising you could be a program coordinator for either an opera company or a musical theater company um, you can become an agent or a manager there are any number of technical things that you can go into with a music or a theater degree stage management lighting production design costume makeup um, and then another big one that i didn't know about until my junior year of college was music therapy. That's a really big profession right now with a specialized board certification degree. I have several friends who are music therapists and when they discovered that there was a career that synergized their love of music and science and studies of the brain that all fall under music therapy, that was like the light bulb moment. This is something that I want to do. So just by bringing awareness to these other possibilities outside of what we kind of see on the mainstream as being an educator or a performer, it gives our students a lot more opportunity to explore and get excited about what their futures could hold. Very cool. Yes. Um, and what kind of stemmed all of this for me was I have a lot of students who are diehard performers. Um, a year ago, we were looking at some really startling statistics just about college in general. Applications between the 28, 2017 and 2018 school year were up 8%, which is a really big jump. Um, it had been pretty steady and then there was this big spike in college applications. And this is for a four-year university? Yep. Okay. For four universities. So when you look at like those top tier music schools, it affected their admissions statistics greatly. So Curtis's admissions have always been very competitive. They accept 4% of their applicants. Juilliard is 7%. The one that was really quite shocking was NYU. Last year only accepted 18% of their applicants compared to 2013 when they accepted 34%. So that's a big drop. So when everything is becoming more competitive, we have to get really creative with where we're going to apply and where we're going to audition if you have a student who is very gung-ho about being a performer. Yeah, so, and a lot of our listeners are singers as well and maybe, you know, starting to consider college options. And where would you say that they should start or is it is it too late? Like, do you need a voice teacher? What are some of your thoughts here? It is never too late. It is, um, yeah, it's never too late to start looking at college. Even if you are a senior and you're really considering going on a, a music degree, specifically that performance track, it's not too late. There are many options and many programs that do late applications and later auditions. Um, because auditions for music are usually quite a bit earlier than acceptance rates, correct? Correct. So right now I have students 
who have already done three or four auditions for college music programs. I believe unified auditions are later this month and unified auditions are held in Chicago and New York and I believe in Los Angeles. And many schools will come, you sign up for your two minute audition time and you sing and then you do your monologues and then you're out of the room. Two minutes. It, and that might be an exaggeration, but it's very, very short. It's wow. Very, I, I, it's a stressful environment. And I would not have done well with that going from high school to being kind of a late bloomer into an audition setting like that. I would have not done well. So I'm very grateful that I, my path has sort of led me here so I can help prepare my students and others for what that looks like. It's, yeah. it's crazy to think about a two minute audition, but they happen. I've seen students need a 16 bar or an eight bar audition cut this year. For college? Uh, some professional auditions, but. Oh, okay. College I'm like, for like college auditions, they're gonna have you do a, like that. I mean, I'm sure that there, it happens. Like I remember having much more time than that. I mean, it was like 15 minutes. Um, but there were multiple requirements for different things. Right. But, oh, and that's another thing. Sometimes I'll be asking people about particular auditions for anything. And they won't, I feel like they won't have the information necessary. That's my cat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's just mowing. <laughs> Do you, when you, when you say that, do you mean the students or do you mean the institutions? Both. Okay. Both. Because sometimes I feel like that information is either difficult to find and, you know, working with, um, I don't know, teenagers, like sometimes you'll, you know, and you guys who are listening, like, you know, like sometimes you're not so on the ball, but sometimes you are and you legitimately seek out this information and are unable to find it or it's incomplete. Like it won't tell you how much time. Do you find that colleges are, because I have found that the semi-professional audition stuff and you know things for music theater and community theater, sometimes they're kind of vague. Have you found in your recent experience that colleges are a little bit better at laying all this down for you or not really? It depends. And I too experience that with my high school students. I'll ask them, what audition, what material do you need to present? How long is your audition cut supposed to be? Do you need a monologue? And sometimes they know and sometimes they don't know. And when I've gone online to do a little bit of digging, it really does vary. Sometimes universities and colleges will be very, very specific in what they want. And nice to add to that is what they do not want. They can be very specific with what they don't wanna hear. But then other times you look and then you have to search the whole website before you can find those audition requirements. At that point, I just find an email address and I email and hopefully get to the bottom of it. Um, most of my students are auditioning for state schools and are doing unified auditions. So those requirements are fairly standard, a 32 bar cut. They need a monologue that's either comedic or contemporary or something in between just one though um and that's for more of like a bfa kind of a bachelor of fine arts as opposed to like a bachelor of music 
focal yeah. degree. Correct. Um, although you see more and more music degrees requiring a monologue. They want to know if you can act, um, especially for a performance degree. Now for a music education degree, that's less likely to come into play. I think, yeah, I think for, to answer your question, it depends. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen so many websites that are very clear, but I've seen a lot that aren't. And I will have to send emails. What are you looking for? What's your time requirement? And what's challenging too is they change from year to year. I had a student audition at a state school a year ago and the requirements then were one thing and now they have changed them. And I was just surprised to hear that from one year to the next, it would be different. So we wanna make sure that our students are checking out that information and then if they really are lost, I, I have no problem emailing and inquiring on their behalf if it's really hard to find. Yeah, or, you know, get your parents to do it or even you just do it and reach out because it's not unreasonable to ask a college, hey, how long do I have to sing for? Because that might change your song choice. You know, if you want to show off a different part of your voice, you only have 16 bars versus like a whole song you might change your song choice, which is super important for auditions. Pick songs for you. <laughs> yes, and you wanna sing the song that showcases you the best that you love. I don't tell my students not to sing something if it's quote unquote overdone. I think if it's the song that they sing the best and we can make a cut that's not too long of that, we're gonna sing it. I had a student who did In His Eyes for a college audition and they say, Jekyll and Hyde songs are overdone. If they don't expressly say they don't want to hear it, I'm going to let them sing it because they sing it the best and it's the song that, that they connect with the most. I think that's really important. Right, right. You know, it's funny you say that because Wildhorn was actually in a light opera company that I was involved in. They considered it light opera. Who knew? Along yeah. with Sadheim. I love that though because that music yeah. is is wonderful and it's yes it is sort of operatic in nature but it also has like pop feel so if you like kind of are not wanting to sing something super opera-y <laughs> it's also okay and that leads us to another question I feel like a lot of the listeners might be definitely like kind of turned off from opera which puzzles me a little bit because I love it and it's a really natural way of singing um, but what are some options for people who are maybe a little more interested in you know I think I just want to write my own music and then be able to perform it but do I need even need to go to college for that is that important how do I find programs that will take those ideas so I don't have to feel like I need to fit myself into a box and be really something I'm not and something that I'm not going to use. Absolutely. I think college is quickly replacing a high school diploma for a lot of entry-level jobs. I don't think it's a bad course of action to pursue a degree, whether it's a music business degree or a performance degree. Getting a college degree these days is pretty important. But it's also not the be all and end all. If you have students who want to go and 
dive headfirst into a music scene like in LA or Nashville and become a singer songwriter and busk and work their fannies off to make it a possibility. I think that's a good course, good way to do it. There's no one right way to become a performer or become a musician. You'll see a lot of classical musicians like me who do the undergraduate degree, will get a master's degree, then they'll go and do young artist programs and then maybe get hired by bigger opera companies and then that's how they become successful. Other times you'll see people who do the Met competition and win on their first go and that's how they become successful. You'll see singer-songwriters who get found on YouTube or on The Voice or, or those performance shows. There's no one right way to become a musician. The thing that's important is to be true to yourself, to have fun, and to never give up. I know that sounds cheesy, but if you believe in yourself and you have the tools and the drive to be successful, you will be. It might take a long time, but it'll get there and it'll be a worthwhile journey. Yeah. I mean, have you ever been to New Orleans? I actually haven't. That's on my list of places that I'd like to travel. So they have straight performers and other people would not know it, but they have like all kinds of different um, kind of like mashup of, of genre kind of thing. Like you'll find different instruments like playing like a reggae style pop song or something like that. And, or you'll see violinists or and every now and then like you'll look at somebody and you'll be like, that's a concert violinist. Like, and they are choosing to like live their life in that way and bring out their music in that way and do very well. So it's just interesting to see the different variety of options that there are out there to share music. Absolutely. And I bet you that concert violinist playing on the streets of New Orleans might also perform in a symphony that could be in a bluegrass band. That could just be like their day job. That's what they do from nine to five and then they go to another gig. The reality of being a working performer is spinning a lot of plates in the air. I am a professional opera singer, kind of embarking on my professional performance career, but I also teach voice lessons. I'm a church musician. I do resume consulting for my students, making their resumes look pretty and professional, and then college career consulting as well. So I do all of these things in addition to my performance career. So the things that, are, that your listeners are passionate about are all things that they can do for their career. I have a student who also is very interested in singer-songwriting, but doesn't necessarily want to be the performer. She's very interested in music production. So in the fall, they're going to a music business program at a state school, and it's just like the perfect fit for her. So finding those things that drive you, but also knowing the performance life is not for me, but I really want to be directly involved with it, working with music and musicians finding that synergy for fulfillment is huge for, for all of us. Yeah, I feel that too. I mean, when I went to school, I knew that I wanted to be a teacher. Like I wanted to be, a, actually I wanted to be a high school choir teacher, but decided that I was going to really be comfortable with my 
like know my craft because if you're going to teach something like you have to know how to do it and then I did some performing and quickly just like even though I loved performing in high school and even in college after that you just quickly like figure out what you like and what you don't and it can really burn you out if it's not your passion like you'll figure out if it's right for you or not absolutely <laughs> lots of trial and error and it's funny you say that because i also wanted to be a choir teacher so i went to school to be a music educator and then really quickly learned that i don't want to be a choir teacher i'm not good with lots and lots of people like all the eyes on me in that really close setting i was not going to do well with that plus ear training and hearing every different part was very hard for me. So I'm thankful that I went the performance track and I was able to kind of seamlessly go from education to performance. But yeah, learning what you don't like. I always, when I have new students ask them, what's your least favorite class? So then when we're working on a hard concept in voice lessons, I say, okay, Remember, this is hard, but it's not doing homework for your math class or your history class. And then they chuckle and then we get past this hard idea that we might be working on because music making is, can be challenging, but it's also, it's music. It's rewarding to our soul. Keeping in mind that is really important. Yeah, and even like very rarely do I get people that actually ask like what my degree is. like. You know, <laughs> if you're good at something and you have the skills, it will show. And it is important, but it's not like a huge, like it's not, a, it's, it's not going to, you're not going to live or die by this choice. Because like you said, you can always use it as a gateway or an entryway to something else. And I think just as long as you even have a four-year degree or even like some technical skills like at a tech school like you're still going to have that knowledge and like that's I want to say priceless but we all know college is expensive college I wish was priceless unfortunately it is not at the end of the day though you're right it doesn't really matter what your degree is in a bachelor of music and a bachelor of fine arts are the kind of standard degrees for music right now but you can have a Bachelor of Science in, in music. You can have a Bachelor of Arts in music. I have a student right now who is getting a Bachelor of Arts in communication with a specialization in musical theater. So there are lots of different degree paths and they offer different levels of training and different levels of specificity within that broader framework. But yeah. if, if you're good enough to get in the room for the audition, they're not going to say, oh no, you don't have a Bachelor of Fine Arts. You have a Bachelor of Arts in English, English literature. We won't hear you. I've never heard of that happening. I have a student in Chicago too who has a degree in Japanese and is now working in Chicago as a musical theater performer. And not having that music degree has not been a hindrance. Yeah, that's so cool. So where would you suggest that people start and begin? Should you like define what you want to do or 
how do you begin searching? And I know lots of different colleges, like you said, offer different gateways and pathways to different types of degrees that are still similar, but also offer, I don't know, I guess a little bit more variety. Like it's kind of interesting. Um, like for the science, obviously you would go more, a little bit more science-based and then go from there. And then, I don't know, it could be anything, speech pathology, vocal science, ENT, like you could even do pre-med kind of thing or so yeah, what are your suggestions for getting started? Like feeling overwhelmed, all the things, where do I start? Yes, it is overwhelming to think about all of the things that go into that choice. I'm a big fan of lists. So when I work with a student who's approaching their senior year and I know that they're interested in music, I have them make a list of all of the things that they're interested in doing outside of music, within music, uh, most of my students are performance based. They want to study and go into performance. Not all of them are, but a lot of them are. So I have them make a list of where they see themselves. Do they want to go to New York? Do they think that they would do better in a big city or a small city, big school, little school? And these are all personality things as well. And I get to know my students really well so I can help guide them in this list making process. The other piece of this is the finances. For a lot of my students, they have savings accounts that are only good in the state of Michigan. So looking to see if going to an out-of-state school is a possibility. And if it's not, finding the best in-state school for the goals of the student. From there, going on campus visits is really important. Um, taking lessons with teachers. If you go on any of the Facebook forums for singing teachers, you'll see questions about this. Finding the right teacher for the student is huge. They're going to be your ally, your mentor, and the person that you see week to week for four years. That connection is so valuable. And if you don't have it, that's not necessarily a bad thing if you want to go to maybe the, the best school in your state for the name or the reputation of that school, that's fine. But I think that connection with the voice teacher is first and foremost, what we strive to find. Um, and I do wanna talk about that idea of the best. I want to say this carefully, but just because something is the best does not automatically make it the best for you. It could have the best reputation and the best opportunities but that might not be the place where you thrive. I would not have done well in a competitive BFA or competitive Bachelor of Music program. I just would not have done well. I needed a lot of handholding and a lot of encouragement because I was a late bloomer. And I think a lot of my students will find that when they go to those top tier music schools, it's amazing, it's so, easy to get wrapped up in all of the things that they offer, but it might not be at the end of the day where they will find the most success. A lot of my students have found great success performing in their small liberal arts colleges and then gone on and studied music at a master's level, at a conservatory, or have moved to the big city and done a bunch of auditions. So just to recap, just because it's 
quote unquote, the best doesn't automatically make it where you're going to do the best. Yeah, definitely. And I was really um, interested because the school that I chose was one of the most competitive schools out of those that I had auditioned for, but it was also the one that felt the best. Like I was getting strange feelings from the other places. Like it just did not feel comfortable. And so I think that a lot of the, the feeling of the atmosphere is really important, which also brings me to another question that I hadn't thought of until now is a lot of schools are offering video auditions um, or maybe are auditioning, some of them have like regional auditions and that kind of thing. But how do you feel about video auditions as a means of just making the process easier? Because now that I say the feeling thing, I can really think of pros and cons. Yes, that. I agree that there are pros and cons to it. For students who you know live in Michigan and they want to audition for programs in Los Angeles or in New York, but might not be able to get there, it's really nice to not have to eliminate those as possibilities. That said, I do feel it's very important to go on a campus visit so you can get that feel, talk to students, see what they have to say about the program, what do they love, what do they wish was different, if there's anything. And then meet with teachers, sit in on classes. That's a really invaluable part of making that choice. And if you're able to do it, that can make a really big difference. I keep going back to the cost of college. I don't want to hear that my student is going to that best school without a visit and then deciding to transfer after a semester because it just wasn't the right school for them. We do the legwork so that they can save their time and their money and make the, the best choice for them where they will be the most successful and the most happy during those four years. And I don't care what people say. Some of those credits are not transferable. No, so they're not. You're, you're basically, you didn't waste your time, but you're not going to get any credit for that. And even for me, I knew exactly what I was going to be doing when I entered college. I knew exactly what degrees I wanted. They told me I could get it done in four years my matriculation changed. They kept adding things to, so for people who don't know, like if I'm explaining this wrong, so matriculation is like your requirements for your graduating year. And it was kind of like they would add things and they weren't like, you have to do this, but they were kind of like poo poo if you don't, you know, like you have to do this and it kept adding on. And the way that the course offerings were offered there was just simply no way to get it done in four years. So if you don't know exactly what you're gonna do, you should take some time to plan because otherwise you're gonna spend another year in school and that's, which, which is a good experience, but it will be also more money. Yeah, that's the government. I like the idea of a gap year. I have students who might not know what they want to do at the end of graduation or they came to singing late and we missed some auditions for schools that they might have been viable for so i recommend to them either enrolling at a community college 
or getting a job and performing as much as possible during that off year. But getting some of that experience under your belt before you go into that four-year university setting can be what people need to determine like, yes, I want to be a performer or yes, I want to go into stage management or any of these other career possibilities because that will potentially save you time hopefully we'll save you some money. Community college is much less expensive per credit hour typically. And a lot of the times community colleges will have an agreement with a local university where those credits will transfer. And a lot of other universities don't offer that. You'll see things that, why took music theory one at this school? Why doesn't it transfer to music theory one at this other school? You see that a lot, unfortunately. It's kind of mind boggling. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> For me, when I'm talking to students, it's all about like getting to know their personalities and determining what they want their life to look like to help them decide where they want to go to school or what they want to study. So yeah, there isn't a definitive path. It's just being honest, asking hard questions and evaluating the strengths and the weaknesses of, of the student. I have students who are absolutely diehard performers who would not consider any other career path. And those top tier music schools weren't going to be a good fit and we would talk frankly about it. So we would look at other state schools, other schools that offered programs outside of that Bachelor of Fine Arts for example, the Bachelor of Arts in Communication and Musical Theater degree uh, is a degree that offers a really widely encompassing degree that includes a lot of technical theater, a lot of educational theater. I think there's like a puppetry component, which is really cool, but also allowing for a lot of performance opportunities for this student. And yeah, you could do anything with that. You could be like a college advisor, you could be a director, you could be a, like I could see a lot of different ways that you could be a speaker about musical theater, yeah. like you could speak on behalf of the different theater companies or any anything like that, a reporter. Yeah. <laughs> I... I have examples for all of these careers that I wrote down of people that I know who have the same degrees that I have, who have gone off in different directions with that and really created something that they're proud of and showcases all of the things that they're good at and that they're passionate about. So one thing that I would say is pursue what you're passionate about. There was something on Facebook that Lin-Manuel Miranda said that said that much more eloquently than I did, but to pursue what you're passionate about and study all of the things that you like within theater, but all of the things that you don't know anything about in theater. So you can talk with your colleagues because performing is so collaborative. And I think that that is, yeah, he said it way better than I did, but it's so important to, to know a little bit about everything within music. And then if you don't like it, okay, you, you tried it, then you can do something else. But you won't know if you like 
X, Y, or Z until you give it a go. Uh, I didn't like music theory and I use a lot of music theory now as a, oh. a teacher. I love music theory. skills. Yes, I like it now. Like chord analysis is something I've gotten very good at. Um, and just absorb as much as possible. That's, that's something that I wish I had done more in college was just take in everything and not to miss a performance opportunity that comes along. Go to everything, see everything. Yeah, so I'm hearing a lot of planning and guidance. <laughs> yes if if you I don't know I think if you try to do this alone you're just crazy parents like it's not I I mean it could, it could work Woo! it could work but um I don't know like I think you need you need a voice teacher yes. like talent means crap seriously like I don't care how talented you are there is somebody out there who's more talented than you and it doesn't it doesn't matter just find somebody who can help you and plan it out and if you're not willing to do that maybe you should be doing something else and that's a fair point talent does not always equal success it can it certainly can we know lots of talented people who have lots of success but hard work and determination paired with talent can open doors a, a lot. I think it's okay to change your mind. You can be four years out of college and say, you know, I've been doing this music thing for a long time. I have other skills that I really am passionate about. I think I'm going to go and pursue those. There's nothing wrong with that. Follow your bliss. Do what makes you happy. You can do a community theater production. You can join a choir. There are ways to keep music alive in your life, even if it's not the career that you pursue. Awesome. So where can we find you and learn more about you and what you do? You can find me at elizabethberrysoprano.com. At the bottom, there is a little tab for voice lessons. I'm going to start blogging about college admissions, and I offer some career guidance and counseling as well. If people want to check me out, you can send me an email as well at elizabethberrysoprano at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Star Singer podcast. If you are loving this podcast, if you're loving this content and you want to keep getting more amazing episodes just like this, I would absolutely love it if you could take one minute out of your really busy day and leave a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps with our rankings and it's going to allow other singers to be able to find us and join you in your journey to singing better, giving your best performances, and giving amazing auditions. I would so appreciate an awesome rating and review. We're going for five stars here. So thank you so much.